Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Chris Gertherson uh, earlier today. He's the CEO at Nova Minerals. We've got an aggressive plan to uh, drive this company forward and create a shareholder value, he tells us. Uh, 20 million bucks in the bank, 50,000 meters of drilling uh, planned, a maiden resource on one of their Estelle projects, an expansion on the 4.7 million ounces they've already got with some step-out programs and a little bit of infill to bring inferred into indicated category and lots more. Uh, he tells us uh, all about it at high speed. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on what he talked about, the company itself and Chris, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com, where you can also find detailed commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses on there. We do summaries of all the interviews that we do to save you some time because we know you're busy people. But most of all, go and join a wonderful, thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe and friendly environment, uh, free from all that judgment, trolling and abuse you see elsewhere. If that sounds attractive to you, and I hope it does, go and join them, cruxinvestor.com. Chris, how are you? Good to see you, Matt. Thanks for having us again. Uh, long time, long time. October, and look at look at you. You're a different man, ladies. Former Q. This is summertime in Alaska. It's the, it's the summertime image, right? <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been uh, getting fit though. You're an inspiration. The keto diet. That's the trick. The keto, gentlemen. That's the way to go. Okay, I'm, I'm meat and veggies. Meat and veggies. Is it as simple as that? Meat and veg. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just cut the sugar and carbs, right? That means alcohol. Cut the cut <laughs> the alcohol. Right, yeah. You have a sneaky one in the back while nobody's looking. <sighs> not sure. I'm not sure. Ready for that, Chris? Not sure. I'm ready. Um, well, we better talk about thing, other things that we know something about. Um, <laughs> mining, uh, to be precise. Hey, why don't you kick off? Give us that one minute overview. There's a bunch of new um, viewers since we last spoke in October. I'd be keen to hear this story, and I'll pick it up from there. Right. So the Stell Gold Project, we're in the Tintina Gold Province in Alaska, one of the most prolific belts. In recent times, in terms of, terms of production and discoveries, over 200 million ounces involved there. Uh, we've really been focusing in at our Estelle Gold Project, 324 square kilometers of claims. We've been focused on the Corbell Valley, the Corbell main deposit. To date, we have 4.7 million ounces in the resource. And that growth has just been, uh, you know, second to none or certainly very rare. In 18 months, we've increased the resource over 2 million ounces. And so at this rate, uh, we're getting about 6 million, or in every six months, we're increasing the resource by about a million ounces. We've progressed now, uh, we're progressing now to the scoping study, which will be released in, in uh, July. And we'll come out with another resource update in uh, later on this year on Corbell, Maine, as well as the next cab off the rank in our, in, in at the Estelle Gold Project will be the RPM prospect, which sits 20 miles along mineralized strike to the south. Drilling will commence there in the coming weeks and a maiden resource on that. So that'll add serious depth to the project. Uh, now we'll have, as we move forward, we'll have two, two deposits that we'll be uh, uh, expanding the resources on. Fantastic. Okay, great, great summary. Um, so there's a few moving parts. So Estelle Gold Camp, as it says behind you, is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Thompson Brothers Lithium Project, you're spinning that out or in the process of spinning that out, which I think is, is good news. We've talked about that on a few, a few occasions in the past too. So let's talk gold. Gold market 
has come off a little, well, essentially recovered in the last couple of weeks a little bit, but it had come off. Your chart, I think, looks like many other gold producers. You're at 19 cents when we spoke in October, about 15 cents today, um, 14 cents today. You've been busy though. It's not like you haven't been busy. Um, so let's, do you mind if we talk about some of the specifics about what you've been up to? So Estelle is the, is the kind of the district as it were. Can we talk about Corbell, Maine? What have you been, what have you been doing there? You've got four and a half, uh, 4.7 million ounces. Is that inferred? It is inferred, right. right. Okay. It, it, it is inferred right now. Uh, you know, because I'll tell you why. The, uh, uh, we're always striving to get to that indicated category and prove these resources up. Our drilling to date has been off drill pads. So we have these radiating drill holes coming off drill pads. And so when we modeled the resource, uh, we, we did get some indicated or I should say data density around those drill pods, like little balls around the drill pods, right? So, uh, um, but you don't mine it like that. And so when the resource modelers uh, were, were modeling it, you have to have continuous zones. And so what, we're, what, what we've done there is we've decided to go with inferred again this year. Now, as we move forward, the drilling that's happening right now, we're doing infill drilling on drill lines in between those drill pads. So now we'll have continuous zones of high data density. And so the next resource uh, that we plan to release later this year, the next resource update will have uh, a, a significant portion, we, we, we believe, of indicated uh, resources due to these infill drill lines. Also, so one drill rig will be committed to that infill drilling. The second drill rig will be committed to step out drilling. Remember, this deposit remains wide open, uh, particularly along strike to the northwest. We'll be uh, continuing to drill the Isabella block, which if block A and block B, which constitutes Corbell, Maine currently, those eventually converged to, uh, uh, which is Corbell, Maine. The Isabella block is just to the north. We feel the whole deposit is continuous. And so we'll drill the Isabella block to the northwest. To the southeast is where we have that very high grade, that much higher grade uh, a relatively uh, 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 starter pit zone, which, which is what we call it. And that's where you have the U-Beauty prospect. So step-out drilling will also occur uh, to the southeast. And so that's the second rig. The third rig now, the third diamond rig, which we have on site, will be mobilized to the RPM prospect. Remember, across our 324 square kilometer claim block, we have 15 other known prospects at various stages of advancement. RPM prospect is the next cab off the rank there. Uh, at RPM, we have a historical drill hole, 120 meters at over a gram we need to follow up. Plus we did rock chip sampling there at the end of last year, nine to 10 ounces per ton in those rock chip samples that we need to follow up. We've also identified a second zone RPM South. So RPM and RPM South, we feel that those will uh, 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 join together at depth as we drill it. So the rig there will be mobilized in the coming weeks and we'll start drilling RPM, five to 10,000 meters here in this phase one 2021 drill program. And importantly, come out with a maiden resource on RPM later this year, Q4 later this year. And so that'll add serious depth to the Excel Gold Project, opening up another deposit to advance uh, the resources. Don't even want to speculate how many million ounces might be at RPM, but in e either way, it'll add seriously to the total resource inventory of the Estelle Gold Project, making it world-class. Wow, I feel like I'm speed dating here. You've just told me everything about you in uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, well, let's let's just start with um, how much cash you've got. 20 million. 
20 million bucks. So you, you got, you got plenty of run road for this. So let's talk about the step out program there. Then when you're doing step out, we've seen, a, we've seen a few companies recently that are sort of stepping out 10 meters and not really trying to, you know, to kind of work out what they've got. What's your goal? What have you been tasked with doing with regards to, you know, expanding the resource? And obviously you want to bring in the M, the M and I component here, but what number are you searching for? How are you going about the step out program? So the Corbell Valley is where the Corbell Main deposit is. And so we've, we've always done step out on Corbell Main. The deposit remains wide open. And so because we've mainly been focused on step out in, in past years, uh, that's how we've expanded this resource, you know, a million ounces every six months. And so as I mentioned before, just briefly, we're now focused on infill drilling to get those indicator resources, but it remains wide open. And so the Corbell Valley in its own right we believe is a 10 million ounce whopper, not uncommon in our neighborhood. Remember, the Tintina Gold Province is known Fort Knox, Victoria Gold, Pogo, uh, Donlin Creek. That's a 40 million ounce deposit. And so uh, this is what we're on to here at Corbell. 10 million ounces, not uncommon in our neighborhood. And so what we'll be doing when we step out is stepping out, as I said, the Isabella block to the north, to the south. Also within the Corbell Valley, that Valley don't forget, there's the Cathedral Prospect. Cathedral, we did rock chip sampling there at the uh, last year, several ounces per ton in rock chips. Cathedral is a little, it's like a, a, an anom- a very, it's a very distinct color anomaly there. And we believe this could be the center, the feeder zone, the core of the Corbell Valley mineralized system. So we'll be planting some drilling there as well, as well as throughout the Corbell Valley, there's block C, block D. These are all geophysical anomalies. Remember the the IP chargeability was one of the most useful, the best targeting tools. So these are all anomalies we have to follow up. So the fourth rig we'll be using this year is our RC rig. And that'll, through the summer season, that'll be going through the Corbell Valley down there and just drilling in scout holes. And these scout holes will then uh, uh, define targets, which the, the diamond rigs will then follow up as we, uh, as we progress. So lots of activity. Three rigs in the Corbell Valley this year. Our target, to answer your question, is 10 million ounces. Now, we hope with this next resource update coming out later this year, we hope to get significantly to the way uh, on the way to those 10 million ounces. That's our objective. But also, as I said, the fourth rig will be down at RPM to uh, to, to add even more to the resource inventory. Right. So that again, that's that's an inferred number. So you're going to have to do a few things for the marketplace there. So in all seriousness, in, in terms of the step out program, in terms of the infill program, uh, in terms of trying to move things through to you know, measured and indicated, you, you must also have a target for yourself because measured and indicated is where it's at with regards to you know what, what the market expectations are. It's also what you're going to need to create value. It's also what you're going to need for scoping studies and so forth. So let t- talk me through yeah, again that 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 program timing and you know, how much effort are you putting on that? How much cash are you de- deploying to that component? We'll be drilling up to fifty thousand meters this year. That's what we'll be doing, and so that we we hope and we expect with our infill drilling program that I say a significant portion will be indicated by the end of this year. We're targeting at least half of it at least half of the resources will be indicated. So 50% into indicated by later this year, uh, and that's 50,000 meters of drilling and a significant portion of that on the infill drilling. So that'll, that'll shift into indicated, and you're right. So scoping study, we, we, do, we, we recently released our flow sheet. 
And so I should, uh, I should focus on this a bit. So we've always envisioned ourselves primarily as a heap leach, bulk mineable heap leach operation, uh, similar to our peers, Fort Knox, Dublin Gulch. Now, our test work has shown that the path for us isn't necessarily primarily heap leach. You have to go where the test work leads you, where the maximum profit uh, scenario leads you. And so we're certainly still bulk mineable, but it looks for our flow sheet, or the best path for our startup project right now is to go through a milling circuit. And the reason for that is ore sorting. Ore sorting technology has come a long way. We're able to use, utilize that. Proven technology, XRT laser type ore sorting has just uh, worked beautifully. It just works beautifully on our deposit. The reason for that is our mineralization are these very discrete veins with a very distinct mineralogy. And so the ore sorting just picks this out and, high, and, and upgrades our resource when we put it through the ore sorters by up to 10 times. So our, our test work that we used, the rocks that we put into the ore sorter were half a gram. They spit out six grams per ton. And so based on that, it looks like a milling circuit is the path forward. And, that, and hence the uh, flow sheet that we released, which will be a major uh, a key uh, uh, um, a component of the upcoming scoping study to be released in July. Now we're going straight in with all this drilling, we're going straight into the, 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 the PFS. So we'll be drilling up to 50,000 meters this year and into the foreseeable future nonstop with these four drill rigs. Uh, and, and the test work has already commenced for that PFS level of test work coming up. Remember, PFS 2022-2023-2024-2025 uh, uh, feasibility studies by 2025-2026 decision of mine. We'd like to be digging up the first dirt and first gold pour by 2025-2026. Ambitious plan, certainly, but at, at this rate, we believe we'll get there. The other thing that we've done on this path is our environmental permitting. Environmental baseline monitoring, some of these long lead time items uh, like fisheries, uh, fish studies, wetlands, hydrology, these are commencing now. They're putting out the uh, monitoring stations as we speak. And so that'll be 12 to 18 months worth of data that you require uh, on that. And uh, that'll commence this year. So we're well on the path and that's the key components to the permitting, of course. We also believe that because we're in, in the area we are, High, high in the Corbell Valley, that our impact on wetlands will be minimal. Why that's key is that we will uh, potentially, and we'll, we'll, it, yet to be seen, we'll be able to permit the project with an EA rather than a full-blown EIS. The EA process is much more streamlined and uh, uh, less resources and less time required to get that, that type of a, 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 of a permit. And so that's why we've started our environmental baseline studies now. Uh, to uh, be able to determine that as, as quickly as possible. The other key component is the West Susitna Access Road. Now, the West Susitna Access Road uh, takes us from the uh, Port Mackenzie, which is right there at Anchorage, ties us into the major rail and port system. And then the terminus, about 100 miles comes out. The terminus will be at the Estelle Gold Project. Very key. The way, the way we've already completed phase two studies. Phase three will commence this year. That is the last phase of studies to be completed before we submit that project uh, uh, for EIS uh, next year. And uh, remember, we're only one of many beneficiaries on that West Susitna Access Road. There's a number of other resource projects, as well as the Matsu Borough here is very keen to get that project to open up farmland, land sales, fire control, recreational uh, um, um, ac access, as well as the state 
is very keen to do that. This is part of the Roads to Resources Project, a major, major push uh, by the current uh, government in the state of Alaska. And so we have many partners in on that project, and that is on track to, uh, to, uh, to come online similar to uh, uh, our, our decision to mine and, and to be dingle. Very, very key, very key. So everything is falling into place to, uh, to meet our, our, uh, our, our timeline. Has anyone else skipped the EIS and gone straight to an EA? There are some, and so the major. There, there are some, yes, uh, and so and, and the major, the major uh, um, factor there is how much wetlands you impact. So uh, as I, you know, we have some. Uh, Who, who's done it? Premier tier one. What's that? Who's done it? Yeah, we have some, yeah we have, we have some tier one uh, consultant environmental consultants up here, the Jade North Group, and uh, they've advised us that the main main factor there is the wetlands, and the Army Corps of Engineers basically looks that lo- looks at that, and if your impact on wetlands. Is, uh, is minimal, then uh, you can just do the EA process. And that's why we're doing the wetlands mapping this year, this, su- this summer, to be able to, de- to determine that. So what that means is basically you're permitting, uh, a very little permitting then if you do an EA re- requires federal permitting. It's just mainly state and the state is much easier, uh, I shouldn't say easier, but much more streamlined uh, to permit. Remember, we're all on state land. So we have no federal land or, uh, or a native corporation land uh, it, within our claims, and so that's another uh, plus in terms of the, the permitting for us. And do they, do the people who you raised twenty one million bucks from know that you're going to skip a stage and go straight to um, PFS? Are they happy with that? Would they fund you if you come back and ask them for more money if you're kind of streamlining your your process? That that group and many and many others are uh, are, are available. To us at, at at the right time as as required. So they approved so, they approved your process of skipping straight to PFS. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and what does that mean to you in terms of um, time saving and cost saving? Well, it means we can meet our objectives. So uh, you, you, we we've really spent money wisely. Remember, our current cost per ounce for discoveries is still less than five dollars. About three dollars, three to four dollars an ounce to date. And so uh, even after this year, with our, our projections, our cost for discovery ounce will be less than $5. It, this is just an exceptional result. Anything less than $10 in the industry is just uh, phenomenal. And so we're well on track of that. We committed early on to, uh, uh, we committed early on to be a year-round operation. What that means is we have a permanent camp, permanent infrastructure, everything on, on site to be a permanent operation. That's paying dividends now uh, in terms of cost per ounce. We're drilling, our drilling cost is about $230 per meter Australian. Com- compare that to the benchmark, Kalgoorlie, where the average is $190 per meter. Nobody else in Alaska is doing that. And that, the reason for that is our early commitment to uh, uh, commit the capital to establish our, ourselves as a year-round operation. And it's only getting better out there. We'll be expanding the camp this year. It'll be a 50-man camp after this year. We'll have an on-site prep lab. That, that is a, a fin- finalizing construction as we speak. What that means is instead of sending off these bulk samples, uh, uh, 30, 30, 30 kilos, sorry, pounds, uh, 10, 10 kilos, uh, 10 kilos off site, we'll be prepping those and splitting those down on site to be sending 250 grams on site. So totally bypassing the commercial prep lab and sending them straight to the commercial analytical lab. Major savings on freight costs, and major uh, uh, improvement in the turnaround times. Commercial lab labs were at, 
absolutely dismal last year in terms of turnaround times. If you recall, some of our turnarounds were over four months to get assays back. So we'll be alleviating those problems now uh, by doing that prep, that early stage prep, bringing those those weights down and straight to the to the, to to, to, the, to to analysis. The first now we've we've been drilling, of course. Uh, we've been drilling, of course, as we speak. And so the first results we expect from that drilling to be coming out here in early June. Turnaround times are, are, are already improving. And so those first results from the infill drilling and some of that step out work to the southeast, those first results will be coming in early June. So prepare for that in the news flow. Also prepare for a startup of drilling at RPM. Okay. Can I just ask though, because it's when people kind of skip stages, sometimes investors get nervous. So what were the things that the information that gave you the ability to be able to make a decision, do you know what? Hey, let's go straight to PFS. Is it just entirely you had the money to be able to do a ton of drilling and therefore you thought you'd have enough information to be able to you know, feed into PFS? Or is there something else? Because you've talked about how you're laying out an all-year-round camp. That I guess that's contributory. And, and, uh, but but what, what was there at the beginning when you, when you made that decision? You guys had a chat and it went, do you know what? I think we can do, we can be unconventional. We'll, we'll skip a stage. We're, so one of our missions as a company is aggressive growth. And exactly that. We drill nonstop. We've been drilling nonstop from last year. We have the, the four rigs on site now. Our, our drilling will be continuous. I said up to 50,000 meters this year. That's not an end to it. We'll just continue into the foreseeable future. We have the cash to do that for sure. And we're not really skipping a step. We're doing it. We're having a scoping study. Internally, our, uh, our, our projections are, yes, you've seen the flow sheet. Uh, this is a viable project, and we will release that to market uh, in, you know, in a formal format come this scoping study. The natural progression for us, especially with the results from the ore sorting and the flow sheet, is showing that PFS is certainly the next step. And uh, that's that's. But, but, you know I mean. but you know what that's I mean. But you know what I mean, Chris. We have the financial backers uh, yeah. and, the, and the backing. I know, but that, that, that's what I'm getting at. Is is it the financial backing, the confidence around the financial backing that's that's allowing you to think like that? Because you know what I mean. Most companies they do a PEA, right? Put it out to market, see what the reaction is, and move to the next right, we step. We consider this this scoping study is a, a, a PEA light, right? PEA light, and uh, there'll be another resource. We plan to follow it up with another resource right afterwards. Right later on this year, so the, the the next resource will follow that that scoping study. What we want to what we want to show and project to the market is that this is viable, and that's what the scoping study will show. Right, it'll show that it's viable. That's what we expect it to show. So it's P, P, so, is it PEA light or, or, or scoping stu, scoping study heavy? Is that what you you want us to think? Well, it's it's a it's a we just call it a scoping study, right? Scoping okay. study. So. Uh, and certainly, it's it's on in, based on inferred resources, but very shortly thereafter, uh, we will confirm and show that uh, a majority of this is is indi- a, a significant portion is indicated is indicated resources, right? So um, uh, that that's our plan. That's what we're we'll be doing. Okay, so it's it's very aggressive. Uh, yes, you've got the capital to do it. You're working all year round, um, and. You're going to deliver well. Looking to aiming to deliver ten million ounces, of, you know, of, uh, inferred and upgrade to the uh, indicated category as well. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Do people? Does the market? Four rigs. Four, four rigs. rigs, Matthew. 
drilling nonstop, 24-7. Three diamond, one RC. And, and, I got and, the, it. and the production rates have just been, uh, the production rates now uh, that it's warming up um, have just been great. We're drilling uh, with, with two rigs at Corbell. They've been doing 180, 200 meters a day. So it's just been really good. Is that why there's no kind of fourth rig or, or fifth fifth rig in this in diamond? That is because you, you you've got the resource. There's there's no no point in going crazy here. Is that, I mean, how, how do you plan? How many rigs do you allocate? Well, well, we so so we have four rigs on site. Let's get those going first. Rigs are hard to come by right now as well. By by, by the way, so uh, we we've spoken to our drill our, our drilling contractor, and if we want another rig, you know that that. that especially now in the summer season, uh, that could be, you know, weeks, months out, months out. Certainly we're a, uh, a very aggressive customer and they'd like to give us a rig and uh, they would, if we requested, let's get these four rigs going first and then we'll look to the future. Brilliant. Get up there. Good update, Chris. Hey, like, I'm staying touch. Sounds like a lot coming through. You, you're certainly, um, you know, talking about delivering a lot, um, the rest of this year. So stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for having us again. And I I look forward to the next update, Matthew. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com. And of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback. So please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.